Well, I want to confess something to y'all. So uh, this morning, I got a text message from a friend of mine who's a pastor in our presbytery. And this is a reason why we're Presbyterian. He texted me and he said, hey, I saw a video, um, the Yard and Amandi Thursday service. In the video, you actually mentioned that you're, that you're not going to preach or have any kind of homily. But actually, did you know in our book of church order that you're supposed to preach or have a homily before serving communion? And I said, I knew that at one point when I took my BCO test, my book of church order test, but I'd forgotten. And listen, this is why, this is one of the reasons why I'm so thankful to be a Presbyterian because I can't, or your pastors here at this staff can't on our own lead the church. The elders on their own can't lead the church. We need each other. We need our church family, not just here, but our broader church family, which is what we're part of. And so I'm grateful, but maybe I'll, I hope you're grateful, that now you're going to get a very short sermon <laughs> before we celebrate the Lord's table together. And one of the reasons why we preach the word and give the sacrament is because we believe that we feed on Christ, not only at this table, but also what, what, what Jesus says, that man can't live by bread alone, right? But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And we feed not just on this table that we're going to come to, but also on the word of God, because both the table and the word of God proclaim the same gospel message to failures like me who forget about the book of church order. The gospel is proclaimed in the word and in the table, and we need that. And so, briefly, I want you to consider a couple things that Jesus is doing as he provides this meal to needy people, to people who actually he knows are about to go and fail him. We just read it in the story. He knows they're about to fail him. They're all telling him, no, we'll, we'll never leave you. We'll never run out on you. And yet, listen again to verse 15. Jesus says in Luke 22, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you. We've, we've talked a lot in the last year about how God is a yearning host. How God is one who, who longs to welcome us into his creation and to host us. And Jesus, looking around the table at a bunch of people who are about to absolutely fail him when he's poured years of his life into them, he looks around the table and he says, I have been dying to have this meal with you. I have earnestly desired to sup with you tonight and to enjoy the Passover meal. And y'all, one of the things that I think this means is that God is not miserly with his grace. That he earnestly desires to give it to us. He, he's not holding it back like a Scrooge just kind of waiting for us to come up and ask for some crumbs but he earnestly desires to lavish grace upon the needy who come to him. 
and he gives it to people in this story who are about to fail him. And he looks at these people, at these failures, and he, he starts talking about time for a second. He says, I'm giving you this meal because here's what I want you to do. I want you later to remember this. I want you to look back at this moment in time when you're struggling, when maybe you failed again, when things aren't going well. I want you to remember this moment when I gave you this meal so that you could remember and experience in your soul that I want to give you grace. And then, and then there's there in the present and Jesus breaks the bread, he pours out the wine and he gives it to them. He feeds them the Passover meal. And oddly enough, they, they maybe were looking around at the Passover meal spread and if they were like me, they would have been like, where's the lamb? Because that sounds pretty delicious. Where's the lamb? They didn't have lamb at the Passover meal. Every other Passover meal usually had bread, wine, and lamb. The lamb's not there. Jesus breaks the bread and he says, this is my body. The one whom his cousin says, behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The lamb is present at this meal. The Passover lamb who will take the punishment so that they might be saved by his very blood, just like the Passover lamb in the Exodus story is at that table with them in the present moment. But then Jesus, the lamb of God, begins talking about the future as well. He says it twice. Twice he talks about the future. He says, I won't eat this Passover meal again until the kingdom has come. And then he says, I won't drink wine again until the kingdom has come. How earnestly do you think Jesus desires for that, that future meal? That even as he's sitting at that table with his disciples, he's looking and drawing their attention ahead to the day that this table and that that table is an appetizer to How earnestly must Jesus desire to host you at the table to come? In the new heavens and the new earth, he does. And he's given us this meal so that he can give you a taste. So that you can hear a whisper of his invitation of our hospitable God who welcomes us to join him at the table. Amen, let me pray. Father, we give you thanks that you sent your son, Lord Jesus, and Jesus, we praise you that you have given us this meal. Father, um, we ask that as we, as we feed on the Lord Jesus tonight um, in our hearts by faith that you would strengthen us and nourish us for a life of following you. That we would, in the midst of our failures, look back at this table and remember grace. In the midst of our struggle, may we look forward to the table that you earnestly desire to share with us in the life to come. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.